Hello, poetry lovers and degenerates. But I'll tell you, one resident of Arlen is offering this community a little relief from the heat in the form of a kind, cool way side of the highway. People toss around the word hero, but this guy's a real hero. I don't know his name, so I guess we can only call him the Heat Waver. I have the dream. So welcome, team, to the uh, first feature podcast of thedirt.co.nz, uh, brought to you by thedirt.co.nz. Check it out for all your off-road motorcycling, UTV adventure needs. Uh, we've got tests, we've got reviews, we've got interviews, features. We're still building the content right now, um, but it's all original, all free, so please go and check it out, thedirt.co.nz, and... Um, <clears throat> Make it a staple for your weekly, daily shit, whenever you want. Check it out. So today we're going to do a feature on uh, our top three tips today, and it's going to be about controls on your dirt bike. The controls being around the handlebar area, uh, levers, grips, throttles, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, sit back, relax. It's not going to be a long one. But it's going to be uh, interesting, and hopefully you can learn a few things. So if you're driving, if you're sitting, if you're working, put those headphones on, put it on speaker, share it with everyone else. Just do whatever you want to do. So this week's feature is the top three tips on controls. Uh, so the cockpit is really where you direct a lot of your input into the bike. It controls a lot of what it does. It's kind of just as important as body position, which, as you should know, has a lot to do with how your bike reacts. Uh, Where your body is on the bike, forward, back, left, right, up, down, that really decides and helps the bike move. Um, So your body position does a lot with that. But your controls are also important. If they're in disarray, if they're not working properly, if they're just not in the right spots, you're making your job a heck of a lot harder. So I'm going to get into that for you. Now this is a bit of a controversial uh, point where your controls are actually positioned and what I mean by that is where your handlebars are set, where your levers are. Now there is a bit of a rule to that, you don't want to have your levers pointing down like the old days, Uh, you don't want to have your levers pointing up too far like a lot of people do these days, like they've gone one end to the other, you kind of want to have them in the middle-ish. Now again, depending on what you've learned to ride with, uh, where your dad's put your bars and your levers to start with, it's probably going to decide where you really like them. It's pretty individual too, depending on how big you are, where you like your clutch to engage, disengage, how tall you are, if you can touch the ground, if you're an aggressive rider, if you're a laid-back Larry. That's all going to factor into where you're going to have your bars positioned, forward, back, Tilted up, tilted down, and where you're going to have your levers, whether they're going to be flat, whether they're going to be slightly down a bit, or whether they're going to be slightly up a bit. If you've got your levers somewhere in the middle, flat, slightly down, slightly up, that's up to you. Handlebars, you don't want them down in your lap, you don't want them too far forward so you're like an ape hanging, you want those things in the middle. If your handlebars, if you're standing from the side of your bike looking in, your handlebars are roughly in line with your forks, that's a pretty good indication they're around the right spot. 
You want to tweak these to your liking. Uh, look, move them around. Give them a try. Move them forward a, a one notch. Move them back one notch. There's notches on the middle to tell you increments of change. So give that a go and get a nice feel for how you really like it. But again, don't have them in your lap. Don't have them too far forward. And don't have your levers too way out of control because you want to be able to control your bike. You always want to be touching. And you just want to have that nice planted feel. All right. Where are we at? So this week's top tip, we focus on controls. Set up aspects that will work right across the board, whether you're a beginner whether you're a pro, boy, girl, Andre the Giant, or a mini-me. Hashtag RIP. Now we're going to start with the grips. Now these things are super important. Have you ever tried riding without... Have you actually ever tried riding just with the handlebar only? Uh, probably not, and that's because it's just not a thing that's done. So don't do it. Conversely, do these things that we're out to say, and you should have trouble-free grip experiences for the rest of your rubbery friend's life. Now installing a grip, this is tip one of grips. Installing grips, there are two things you should really make sure you do. Glue and grip wire. I mean, you should do that as a minimum. Glue for one, when that's done, grip wire on top. And that's because the grip wire helps keep the glue in place, and we're gonna explain that now. Initially the glue, that keeps the grip in place in nearly just about all riding conditions. Some people use compressed air to slide the grip on, I've seen that happen before. I mean it's pretty solid, but only if you're riding in sunny places with zero moisture. Introduce that moisture into the equation and it's a recipe for two throttles, which is, trust me, not sexy. We recommend using either a contact glue, like an ADOS F2, or a grip kind of glue. From a dealer, you can actually buy grip specific glue from dealers. It works a lot like super glue, but doesn't quite tack on as quick. Super glue is also an option, but you've got to be super fast when you're putting those things on because as soon as the two glue, two bits of glue touch together, boom, that's it, she's bonded in place. And it's sometimes hard to get those if you're especially using a waffle grip or a grip that needs to be in a certain position, uh, it can be hard to get that in time. So. ADOS F2, contact glue, a proper grip glue you can get from a dealer or at a pinch. And if you're quick, super glue will do the trick. So after that bond's been made between the grip and the handlebar, and that's really, really, really solidly done, add some grip wire. Suggestions here, three locations. About 15mm from the end of the bar, second bit right in the centre, and the third bit right by the flange. So you're covering all three bases. Now the wire acts as a bit of a wall against moisture, dirt and filth getting into the grip from the elements when you take a crash, especially when you take a crash. Wet and muddy glue can still come loose. And this is where the wire stops the stuff in its tracks. It also helps keep the grip in place if you crash and rip off the end. So you'd be happy when you did that. And trust me, it happens. You crash, rip the end off, and then suddenly the, the end of the grip starts to get a bit loose, and then the more you ride, it's going to go further and further towards the middle of the grip, and before you know it, pff, two throttles. And it's pretty hard to ride with two throttles. Okay. So some grips 
they come with channels designed specially for the wire. But if it doesn't, not a problem. Just put it on the tip, put it in the middle, and put it near that flange, and it'll be perfect. Another tip for grips, the last one we came on grips here, is always run a waffle grip. I know a lot of riders out there, they like to have the smooth, no waffle, but when that gets covered in mud, there's not a lot of grip happening. Sure, you get the smooth, soft feel on your palm, but again, when that mud comes, not so good. At least if you have a half waffle, you've got something to grip on with your fingers when the mud comes, but the palm's not going to get torn up. On to levers and perches. This is tip number two. Alright, often forgotten. The perch actually attaches your front brake lever and clutch lever to the bars and they're vital ensuring they work properly when you need them. Setting them up can assist you also in helping stop that dreaded lever brake during a crash. The proper setup. Which I'm sure you know by now is a pain in the you know where. Ever try getting back to the pits with a broken front lever or brake lever? I have. It is bad news, especially in the wet. So initially, what you don't want to do is do your levers up super tight. And when I say levers, I mean the clutch perch and the brake perch. The two bolts that hold the actual whole system in place, don't do those up too tight. You want to make sure you think they can rotate a bit. And so you get your hands, do them up, get your hands Try moving back and forth, and if they can move slightly, that's a good sign. It's not guaranteed the lever won't break, but it's highly unlikely they will break in a crash because they get to rotate. Now again, can't guarantee that. Specific crashes where the levers and the handlebars go directly straight into the mud, like it can still break, but if you just have a quick get-off, punches the levers up or down, you can just jet back on the bike, Punch them up and down yourself, back to where they are, and keep going. Another tip on top of that, a little Loctite in the perch bolts will help keep them in place, seeing as they won't be as tight as what they normally are. You don't want the lever to be flapping around and coming off the bars, because that is a disaster. So is losing the bolts. So a little Loctite, that can help out too. If you're slightly dubious about the Loctite, get some thread tape. A lot of plumbers have this around, cheap as to buy. The trick is to wrap it around the handlebar where you're going to install the lever. Then you can do the bolts up a little tighter and it still gives you the ability to rotate the perch on the bars. So just wrap that thread tape around the bars, put the perch on there, do it up nice and tight and you'll still be able to move it up and down. That thread tape creates a lot less friction and assists the rotation during a crash. And again, make them back into place when you have to. If you want to go crazy hard out with keeping the levers from breaking, you have options. You can install what they call unbreakable levers, which fold back in a crash. Some even fold up and down, left and right, and round and round, depending on how much you really want to spend. But if you like what you have, stock levers, then use these DIY ways of keeping your levers in tip-top condition. Now we've covered grips, we've covered levers. The third tip for today's uh, ride-up is blisters. I don't know if you've tried riding with blisters, but it is a pain in the buttocks. You really lose a lot of control with blisters because you're worried about where you're putting your hands, you can't grip as tight, it's hurting, you're just taking your focus off the front. 
it is a thing you know and especially me I get blisters really easily things that can be done well if you get those pesky blisters then something like palm savers might be the go for you they're an underglove insert and they add a layer of protection to help stop the onset of blisters they do make the grip area a little larger so that's something to watch out for but they do produce a really really good blister stopping ability on top of that, you can add what they call donuts. Not eatable ones, I mean you can buy some for later. But these ones help stop thumb blisters that happens from rubbing against the, the grip flange. You don't even notice they're there, and they come in a range of different colours, flavours, brands, looks, to match your ride if you're super keen. So those are really good for that thumb blister if you happen to get those. If you're running single layer gloves, you can switch to something like a double layer and add even more protection. You might need to give yourself some adjustment time to get used to the new feeling because again, thicker gloves, it's going to feel different on the grips. If you're going hard out, getting thicker gloves and adding palm savers, that's going to be a real change. So you're going to give yourself a little bit of time to get used to that, but if you're really, really prone to blisters, sorry, really, really prone to blisters, those two options really really good that's what i run so that's that's pretty much us for those three tips grips that stay on and don't come off levers that don't break in a crash and hands that are daisy fresh blister free that is a combo what we call three-pronged attack on the cockpit and we have you riding like a rad bad dude or dudette all day long so hope you enjoy these three quick tips from us here on the controls keep an eye out for our next installment of top three tips and continue that great journey of life behind bars. Uh, handlebars, that is, of course. Please email us with any questions you have, any more information you might want to know, info at thedirt.co.nz. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, again, this was brought to you by thedirt.co.nz. Check it out. News, reviews, tests, interviews, podcasts, videos, everything you need for off-road world. Uh, Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you in the next one.